Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Reality Nightcap. I'm Candice, your host, and I'm really excited for this week. We have our very first guest. I'm joined by my dear friend, Tess, and Tess is somebody that I've worked with for the last four years. She's been a huge part of my just professional and personal development and has always been my biggest cheerleader. So I'm really excited to have her this week. Um, And honestly, the thing that has bonded us the most is our love of reality TV. So welcome, Tess. Hi, Candice. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh. I know we're both a little nervous. So we'll just take a little sip of what we're drinking. What are you drinking right now? Well, in honor of summer house and warmer weather, a beautiful French rosé. Ooh, I'm kind of jealous of that right now because it's nice and warm outside. It's warming up in Southern California. We've had about three months of rain. (laughs) I don't feel bad for you. (laughs) It's in Texas. We have ice, tornadoes, but you guys in the rain. I know. I know how that goes. You guys are so talk about is rain when it rains. So I'm sure I'm excited for the the warm weather and rosé season. Totally. No, I got to get me some rosé. I haven't stocked up in a, in a while. Um, but I'm I'm sticking with a bottle of Josh Cabernet. Okay. We are leftover from uh, Easter weekend. So cheers. Cheers. Joining me. We're virtually cheersing right now, people that are just listening to this. Um, but... Mm-hmm. How was your weekend? It was Easter weekend this past weekend. We're recording this on Monday. So how was your weekend? It was great. It was a marathon family weekend and a lot of church for us Catholics, but we got through it (laughs) and we watched a lot of golf. Yeah. Masters was on. They had a lot of delays. Yeah. Saturday was a bit of a bummer. So they ended up pushing most of it to Sunday, but that meant extra play on Sunday and Mm -hmm. a lot of mimosas and saw my favorite John Rahm take the championship. Oh yeah. It was great. Exciting. I know it was was good. I mean, we we were trying to watch the masters too. I mean, I'm not a huge golf fan, but Matt, my husband is, so he had it on. And I just remember being like, why are they talking? They're all, they're just (laughs) sitting around a table and talking. And he's like, yeah, there's a delay. I'm like, Oh, never mind." Kind of a bummer, but once it got going, it was it was a really, really great Sunday. So I really enjoyed it. But I'm happy to be here talking about my absolute favorite topic in the world. And there's so much TV on right now. Do you feel like sometimes you can't even keep up? Honestly, you know me. Like the end of my work day is mm-hmm. I turn on this trash TV and <laughs> literally just unwind from all the stuff we deal with in our day to day. So yeah. It has been a lot, I will say. Like, I feel like every single night there is something. And if I don't watch that night, then I end up having to like play catch up in a couple of days, which I don't like. Like, I like being almost on top of it every day and, and having that like to cap off my night usually is like my unwind time. And I think the other challenge we face in this challenging topic is that <laughs> We have to also listen to podcasts the next day that recap (laughs) it. And you can't listen to the podcast if you haven't watched the episode. So my 
TV cup runneth over. It literally runneth over. It's spilling over. No, and I was, this past weekend I had, I was, I told Tess before we started recording this, I'm about 90% myself right now because I had a spout of food poisoning this weekend. So you would have thought I would be actually joyed to have that happen because then I would mean I'd be get to stay in bed and binge all the shows. But um, that was not the case. I was literally on my deathbed but um here we are i'm, I'm better and i'm i re- just watched the ultimate girls trip episode three right before this and i finished watching the end of watch what happened live watch what happens live with tom schwartz which the end of that was a tizzy so we'll we'll get into this but i want to ask you before we jump in like yeah out of all the shows that are happening right now <clears throat> where where's your favorite at like your favorite show what are you feeling? What are you not feeling? You know, I had a feeling you would ask this and it's tough because I firmly believe that Real Housewives are some of the best comedians mm-hmm. on TV. It's some of the best comedy. There's there's nothing like it. And so my stack rank is typically Potomac and Atlanta mm-hmm. are the funniest women on TV. Agreed. And they're not on right now, which is a huge bummer. But Ultimate Girls Trip has a ton of those players. So I'm loving that. I think that that's probably tied with Vanderpump Rules. Now, I am not like a bandwagon fan. I watched, well, I watched every single episode during the pandemic. I was going to say, we talked about this. Yeah. I remember when we got back from the pandemic, like we were working remote and at home for so long. And then when we got back into the office and you brought it up, I was like, wait, you watch it? And you're like, oh, I binged the hell out of that show. So the whole thing. Yeah, I love it. I've never watched it before. So, and I'll get into my hot takes on that whole situation. Mm -hmm. But I think that Ultimate Girls Trip, first of all, Thailand is just to die for. I know, right? Second of all, they have some of the funniest cast members on that cast. And so I would probably tie that with um, Vanderpump. And I'm curious to get your take on your favorites because Mm -hmm. I think we typically differ in what we prioritize on our list. Yeah, it's tough because if you were to ask me like, this season aside, like what's airing in this moment in time, Mm -hmm. I would usually say Summer House. Like they are my- totally top number one favorite just because I love that cast of people I love the idea of like going to the Hamptons every weekend they work really hard during the week and they're to me it's relatable like I'm like oh I could see myself probably yeah do like if I were to like be on a show I'd be like oh I could probably be like you know what I mean summer house would be the one just because they're closest in age and everything but right now the Lindsay and Carl Mm-hmm. just there's not a lot happening in the house so they have fallen to probably my number three spot right now I would say if I had to rank them I would say Vanderpump number one Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip number two Summer House and then maybe like New Jersey falling down below only because I think New Jersey's just gonna start to pick up like the drama with Mm-hmm. the ladies between themselves hasn't really been of much substance. So they've kind of fallen by the wayside compared to some of the other shows, I would say. I feel like you're very 
politically saying that these shows are boring. Like, <laughs> Summer House is boring. New Jersey is boring. It's the same storyline yeah. about Melissa and Joe Gorga again. Yeah. Like, it's the same stuff, and they're trying to dig out as many minutes for an episode as they totally. can with these topics. And so you get weird shots of, like, Carl and Lindsay waking up and saying, I know. Like, it's just, it's boring. I think that's I the bummer. It's so true. It is. But, like, I'm not a Fairweather fan, though. I will never not, like, I will never stop watching. Listen, like, I'll, they'll always be on my plate if, because to me, just like Vanderpump, I think it's a perfect example. Those last couple seasons, mm-hmm. like big <laughs> shit storm, like all the new cast and like the ebbs and flows that they had, like those seasons completely shit the bed to me. I definitely think that there are series that have those highs and lows, like just like with Real Housewives New New York right now, like they mm-hmm. are. They're gonna, it's gonna come back in a totally different way, but every show has those moments. And so if you give up on one and stop watching when it gets good, I'm gonna feel like, oh, I don't even know what's going on. I haven't watched in a couple of years. So to me, I'm like, I just always stay in tune mm-hmm. just in case it pops off. <laughs> you never know. That may be why you're such a bachelor stand too, because you never know, know when those seasons are gonna get good. But I think we both long for the days. There was nothing like. Nothing like it. The Workus Twins. Oh, the Workus Twins. House. Nothing. Like, I thought you were going to say Bachelor back in the day, like when everybody was watching at the same time and you felt like you were literally part of something special on a Monday night. But no, the Workus Twins in early summer house days. Yes. I know we both creep on them on Instagram. Yes. And it is. <laughs> something to behold <laughs> so if you don't do yourself a favor and go look at them Jess is turning red my favorite to make her laugh oh my, oh my gosh oh no um it is yeah I think we both miss the days of just the lack of editing and storylines there always yeah. now has to be this storyline and I actually had just a thought maybe that's why Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip works so well is because they don't technically have set storylines like it's a brief moment in time they are all bringing all of their drama into one house from all their different seasons and and cities and they have a certain amount of time to just give it all and we're seeing them like break that fourth wall and just be themselves and actually talk about normal stuff and how they're feeling so mm-hmm. I don't know it's a there's a something magic about the concept of the ultimate girls trip I think agreed and because I think it ends up forcing them to create storylines which mm-hmm. is uh, very very good reality tv so we can mm-hmm. get into it mm-hmm. all but it's it's a good point when you bring that many people together from different shows it's it's pretty great well we'll definitely talk about the Thailand series here in a second but I'm dying to know You've been buckling me up, so to say, on what your takes are going to be for Vanderpump. So mm-hmm. let's dive in. Give it to me. What's your hot take on the Sandoval drama? Here's the thing. it's It's been murmured about. People have been throwing it out there on the different podcasts that we listen to and different accounts that we follow. I say we because I... I'm pretty sure you listen to all We listen to the same one. Absolute garbage <laughs> that I listen to. But the point is, 
I can't help but find too many convenient connections. Okay. That they are doing this to resurrect the dumpster fire of that show and do it for ratings. Okay. This was the connecting piece for me. I dug way back in my memory from the early days of the pandemic where I watched episode after episode. Well, to me, that's fresh, fresher in your mind than mine. I watched those series or like seasons of early Vanderpump in what, 2013? Like you have a much fresher take on it than I would. Okay. That's a good point. And what you'll remember, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to get your brain to unmelt itself okay. all that garbage is that this has been a group of friends for the past 10 years that have constantly cheated on each other and then made up and moved on Kristen Dowdy with mm-hmm. Tom Sandoval yep there's literally a meme going around on the internet where I there's saw like that. Square of that. And yes. yes so the last two seasons I think Andy Cohen has been talking about how it was the worst ratings in show's history. And the franchise's history have been the last two seasons. So then all of a sudden you see Lisa Vanderpump reinserting herself with this broker that she's bringing to the table for the restaurants. And then all of a sudden you hear that. Yeah, what was that? that yes. Was I can't, like, I think there's five or six key components to me where I really believe that this group of people would be willing to break up relationships to get themselves back into the storyline. And to this is their income. This is, you know, they have 5% ownership in the restaurants. Yeah. This is yeah. their income. If this fails, what are they going to do? And, you know, they keep talking about how Raquel was a fan before she was a cast member. Yep. That's wild to me. Mm-hmm. But that tells me she's going to, she's willing to do anything to shake things up and to stay on the show and get paid. She can't yeah. do pageants anymore. She aged out of pageants. Yes. She yeah, literally has no job. So I, mm, I never thought about it like that. That's you. And this is why you're queen of double devil's advocates. Yes. Like you yes. really do put a good spin on things. Okay. I didn't think about it like that. It's and you know what? Convenient. I actually learned something the other day. Um, Allie, James's new girlfriend, mm. she was on a series in 2014. Um, I think it was called like something about the Valley. It was like she was a singer in it or something like that. I don't have all the details. It was like a snippet that I heard from another podcast. But Allie had been on a reality TV show briefly, like 10 years ago. This tired repeated storyline that these girls just show up to see james kennedy at his shows and that's how they made him cannot be true these are people who are probably approaching bravo approaching the cast and saying i want to be written into this show what can i do oh show up to james's you know d like where he presses play on his macbook and calls himself a dj you know what i mean i just i believe Raquel is actually the type of person and we saw it in this last episode which we'll talk about it kind of Mm -hmm. side came out she was kind Mm -hmm. of you know doing the Muppet impersonation which actually made me lol (laughs) like but her nasty side is coming out because she's willing to do whatever it takes to stay on the show okay she said it that's crazy I never thought about it like that I really didn't so that's a really good take it to me I just I can't believe, or like I, 
I just wonder then, like, would Ariana be acting? Like, is this all uh, all just a facade? Like, I don't, my brain can't even wrap around that concept because then that would mean they're all faking, like, the sadness and everything that's now trickled down from the breakup and the affair. So it would have to be a a very planned out and big lie a long play yeah Yeah, a very long play you brought this up on another episode where it's like okay if they're gonna do this tom sandoval and ariana literally have to get married and be endgame like that's it raquel not ariana oh yeah raquel raquel because i know i know they blew all this up for nothing and then it's like okay well then it was definitely for ratings so i don't think that tom and ariana were happy yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think that Tom and Raquel are in this undying, never-ending love that they just, I don't, I think all of that is played up, but I think Tom and Ariana were already at the end of their rope. Definitely, I think so. Um, I did see a blind item. I don't know if it was on Dumois or somewhere else, but that Raquel is allegedly pregnant. Has not been confirmed, but that is a rumor that is now going around. So just sit on that. (laughs) Okay. For a group of people that are willing to do anything, again, I wouldn't put this past. That would be crazy, Tess. Oh, my God. I don't know. All right. I have a few and um, I want to go over. So I listened to before we jump into the episode, I actually have a few notes because I listened to Sheena's podcast. And I feel like there's a few things that are worth mentioning that I forgot to mention on last week's episode. Okay. So Sheena, the lawsuit for the restraining order was dropped. Um, The papers that were said to have been given to Raquel or no, to Sheena by Raquel at the reunion, like Andy passed them along to Sheena from Raquel were apparently some papers that were like saying like they were going to drop some stuff, but they were not like legitimate legal forms. So Sheena and her lawyers were like, we're not going to take any chances. We're going to show up to court just in case they tell us, Hey, we're dropping it, but they do show up and they do keep it like the court date in, in intact. Mm-hmm. So, um, the lawsuit was, or the restraining order was dropped completely. She looked bombed. Did you see that video of, or the pictures of Sheena in the camel, like jump, uh, like pantsuit. And she has like a black umbrella walking in the, in the rain to the LA courthouse. No, I want to look it up. I Is that the, was that her reunion look? No, no. it was like her going to court like a little oh, over a week it. ago. No, it's okay. Great. It's, she looked pretty good. Yeah. She was definitely bringing out like, her professional like court <laughs> vibes pulling out her like Gwyneth Paltrow specifically for oh, this okay. restraining order. So sure. she, she showed up Raquel and her lawyers did not. Okay. Um, but hmm. Raquel basically gave some information. I'm curious to hear your take on this because she said that a few things, a few flags that she's noticed since all this came to light. Hmm. So she said that after Raquel and James broke up, she let Raquel stay at her house a little bit. And um, when Sheena would like go out of town or go maybe stay at Brock's or wherever, I think they have a couple houses, um, that Raquel admittingly said that she brought a guy home, just a random guy, and hooked up with them in Sheena's bed and on her kitchen counter. And Sheena was like, what the heck? And then like forgave her. So that was 
part one. Then she said that Raquel would share her location all the time. And during this whole issue, she would turn her location off. So, So it raised a few flags, but people really didn't read into it very much. They were like, oh, she turned it off. Like, we don't know, you know what that's about Mm -hmm. um and then during the reunion she was oh for the whole like restraining order piece Sheena didn't punch her I guess she said her nails were too long they would have gotten in the way so that's why she said that she actually did like push her which I do believe like yeah those long nails like yeah um but she didn't ever scratch her anything. So that was like, I don't know where those photos were from that came out, but she did say she pushed her. Um, but it was because Raquel came at her first. Um, and then during the reunion, there was no emotion at all from her. Um, and the rest of the cast has really drawn a line in the sand and taking Ariana's side and everybody else kind of off to the side so they're not sure like if Sandoval and Raquel will be heavily involved in next season if like they're completely outcasts but I don't know what are your thoughts on all that I know that was a lot you know I kind of keep forgetting about that whole part of it the uh, alleged punch Mm -hmm. and I did you watch um Sheena and Raquel together and watch what happens live I think Mm -hmm. okay that was the night that like she apparently found out and um ariana called raquel and confronted her on the phone and raquel this is what sheena said she was there because they were like went out to a bar afterward and ariana's like i just found out that you've been you know sleeping with tom and and sheena's like who are you talking to and raquel goes i'm talking to ariana um i'm telling her letting her know that like tom and i have been hooking up like very like casual like and that's when Sheena like freaked out that episode where they were they couldn't have been better friends they couldn't have been tighter they couldn't have been writing harder for each other like that's the part that makes me doubt my own theory that this was all done for the ratings or Sheena's just I mean we all know Raquel's not the brightest bulb but how Sheena didn't pick up on any of this when they're supposedly really good friends in and out of filming is blowing my mind. So then to hear about all this craziness after, like maybe that does make sense. Maybe when you're so hurt by your good friend doing something so terrible, you do get physical with them and you do Mm -hmm. crazy things. Mm -hmm. But that episode, like watching them interact, it's almost as crazy as the watch what happens live with Tom Schwartz, which we'll talk about. I know. that whole interaction they were completely in sync Raquel didn't show any signs of covering anything up like either she's truly psychotic or this is a long play and they're all in on this scheme and it's like just go along with the act honestly I couldn't do it I couldn't lie for no months months like that and then get on tv and lie even more I mean definitely not like that's yeah it's you have to be a special kind of person to be deceptive like that. Like, I think she truly, her and Tom, based on what I've heard of how the reunion went, I think both of them completely lack empathy. Like, I, like, no remorse, stick into their bones. I was listening to Lala's podcast too, and she was saying that they're both just very firm, like, this is why we did it. They weren't in love anymore. Like, Tom and I, you know, have something special and, and everything. And so... I just think they 
they definitely lack some awareness, but also I think they don't have any empathy is what I, if like, if they, all this is, let's say your theory, like it's not for ratings or whatnot. And this is true mm-hmm. that they're just not psychotic. great people. Yeah. They're psychotic. Well, then there's the Tom Schwartz of it all. So obviously we can just touch on that. Cause I know you yeah. just, it's like fresh, Yes, but what a crazy episode. It was wild. And I, aside from the utter word salad and just, he said linear 47 times. And eviscerated. Yes. These big, like, you know, thesaurus words, which I was shocked. I couldn't even believe they were coming out of his mouth because he can't put (laughs) it together. But aside from all of that, like he basically lied because none of the dates really line up with when Sheena's wedding was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll get into it, but mm-hmm. he, it's another hot take. I think Schwartz was pretending on that episode to be really transparent and I'm here and I'm just so disappointed in my friends and I can't believe this. And I actually think he, the way I'm thinking about it now is he and Sandoval like prepped and yeah. they were like, okay, this is what you're going to say. And this is how you're going to come across. And then, Schwartz got kind of mixed up halfway through and started fudging on the dates because the dates don't line up. They don't. Yeah. From what I gather in some of the other things I've listened to and watched, and then also the Tom Schwartz thing, because uh-huh. he was talking, he wasn't very clear about how, like, if Schwartz and Raquel's kiss that mm-hmm. we saw on last week's episode that happened at the very end, he asked Tom Sandoval if they had slept together before or after he didn't really clearly answer but from what I've gathered from some other sources is that the initial like hookup I don't think it was necessarily sex I think they kissed or like started making some sort of emotional connection or maybe slightly physical was after the guy's night is what I've heard oh earlier. Then, okay. yes because that was in that was still that was beginning of August. I think it was a couple weeks before Sheena's wedding and Sheena's wedding is the 23rd. The end of August. Yeah. yeah, the end of August. And the only reason why I think that and from what I've heard is because Raquel was also late to some bridesmaid stuff and it was alleged that she was with Sandoval before, which is why she was late. Um mm-hmm. I think some people saw them together, but then also um there was a party i think in laguna that we may see play out with sheena's vlog how she's always like taking videos in some episodes (laughs) she also went to a party i think i thought it was labor day but i might be getting that wrong where raquel and tom were together and ariana wasn't there i think her grandmother's or someone was passing so I do think that Sandoval and Raquel made some sort of connection weeks before the wedding. Okay. Well, like end of summer. Because Schwartz is just always saying, well, I, I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but I think it was emotional first, like you said. Yeah. Like, nobody really cares. Everybody really cares when they started hooking up. Like, yeah, that exactly. Is, that's the entire point. That's all we mm-hmm. care about. And so he kept kind of like, dancing around it, how they had this connection and she would show up to his shows and it was all emotional. Like, you think yeah. that's, like, that doesn't matter. I'm like, I just want to know, tell me when, tell me where, yeah. tell me how, was it in the car? Was it in the, their house? Like, where did it happen? How did it happen? Have you, the mid-season trailer where he's kissing someone in that bed and they have a face mask on? Did you see that part? It's very quick, 
but it looks like slightly brownish hair and I was dying I over it. I heard you say that a couple episodes ago and I went back and watched it and it's so quick. Like I can't mm-hmm. decide. I know it's hard to decide. It's hard. To that's decide. the other part that feeds into my theory, Candace. So you're telling me they filmed a whole season. This happened at the, what, the very beginning of March, like a month ago, the story broke. Okay. Yeah. So they get, then they quickly hustle film more footage. One more episode. Of yeah. Okay. One I'm more. Sure. Edit that. Put the episode in the lineup. Hustle and edit together a mid-season trailer, which, by the way, Vanderpump like rarely ever has. I know, and it's not for ratings. Like, it definitely is for ratings. Like, they are eating this up. I just don't know how how they could have planned it and done it in such a way where we wouldn't catch on. Because I do think in some and a lot of the reality TV shows we watch is there there is like the audience is smarter than we appear like we'll usually catch on to stuff pretty quickly yeah and there's too much social media now and it's mm-hmm. too it's too like obvious okay um well now let's I- dive into the episode unless you oh have yeah anything else you want to say about <laughs> the drama as of late no sorry i went on for 29 minutes no my gosh this is amazing um, and it also just broke that Ariana is on Dancing with the Stars, which I don't watch that, but good for her. I do. And I'm you so, do? I'm, I'm obsessed with that show. I am weird. Some of the stuff I watched, it's like, I'll admit it here, but it's very weird. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's like me watching high schoolers on Siesta Key when it's on. It's like, it's, I think that show's over, but literally a 30 year old watching high schoolers. So I get it. Exactly. We all have our vices. Exactly. Um, okay, so the episode, we'll do a quick recap because, I mean, it's we're really just getting into, like, the wedding. Um, so Sheena and Katie are moved – or, no, Sheena has Katie moved over to a different tower, the, the off-preferred list. Um, <laughs> and in that same breath, I'll mention the most awkward moment I think I've ever seen on a show before, Raquel telling Katie that she can't show up to – the pool or any of the events nearby. Um, any any thoughts on that? Listen, we could go through frame by frame of this episode. Not a ton happened, but at the end of the day, and I've thought this since basically the wedding episode between Schwartz and Katie. Katie is the worst. She walks into a room and sucks all the air out of the room. I have yeah. never understood what her deal is. I guess way back in the day, she lived with Schwartz, Sandoval, and Jax. I think so. Yeah. So that's how she was brought into the fold. And I think other than that, like she was the roommate turned girlfriend turned wife and she just got more depressing as the years went on. Like I, every scene with her in it, I want to just, I want to look at my phone and you know, when you look at your phone that you're not really paying attention. Yeah. Whenever I'm looking at my phone, I'm not into it. Yeah, I mean, Katie, she does have some balls for showing up and going on that vacation. I think at the end of the day, I probably would have had remorse for taking up a room of like one of the bridal parties and and said, all right, give me that thousand dollars. Like you can take this room back Yeah, and then I'm going to go on a different vacation. But I think she is has like a little bit of an evil streak in her way yeah. where she definitely wanted to give it to Sheena Agreed. and show her up. And I think she also has this 
well, I think both of them do. They don't know how to give up this relationship. And so, you know, there was the weird scene where he was hiding behind the tree. And then he was like, they went to dinner. And it's like, they can't let each other go. And it's to the point where it's toxic. And Mm -hmm. all she has to do is remove herself because she literally was not invited to Mexico. And she chose Mm -hmm. not to. And to me, she's looking for a fight. Like she's looking for a problem. Definitely. it drives me bananas. I can't, I can't watch her. And then that other chick, who's the Christina Christine Kelly. Christ- mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, I think there is just like, they, I think they just needed someone extra as like a sounding board. I don't think she necessarily brings a ton, but she's there to just like be the voice of reason or be someone for them to talk to. I don't know. Yeah. She's a random one. Katie's sidekick. Because yeah. Katie can't, you know, really interact with anybody so I thought that was like that whole weird scene with Raquel like you said mm-hmm. coming into the room and mm-hmm. and then Sheena making fun of her later and saying it was a joke like she never I know <laughs> the Raquel, that's I actually kind of believe that because Raquel do does not pick up on social cues so I think that she was like oh she actually mm-hmm. wants me to do this like I'll be I'll be the good bridesmaid and I'll show up and do it for her and then I'll get to brag about it later that I stood up to Katie and disinvited her I wonder if Luther. there's some, a little bit of disingenuous acting on Raquel's part. I think she plays up the airhead role. Definitely. Because I am telling you, I said it at the top, I'll say it again. That moment, that moment of comedy where she was using her outfit as puppets. I did think that was funny. I will give like, I that. saw a side of her that actually has Substance. a little bit of, yes. <laughs> So you're like, okay, are you really that stupid or are you playing that up to get more storyline? It's maybe both. <laughs> maybe both. I was um, genuinely laughing at that part. I thought that, that was, was very funny. Hilarious. I actually did did make a note of that for sure. What okay. did you think about the dinner that Schwartz and Katie had? That went down in flames. I think that she put on her best like revenge bod dress and thought she was just going to saunter in there and blow him away. And then he starts complaining about how he's too big for his suit and literally like changing the subject every two seconds. <laughs> like didn't even clock her. Didn't even say you look great. Next thing you know, yeah. she's crying because of him. I mean, the whole thing just went down in flames, but I think that obviously the producer said, okay, you guys need to go to dinner. Like that's not lost on me. But I think that Katie finds ways to bring the mood down. And that's one of them. Okay, I'm going to be in Mexico where I could be off having a great time with Christina Kelly or whatever, finding hot dudes to hang out with. And instead, I'm at dinner with my ex-husband. Like, I think the whole divorce celebration or house sale celebration was unnecessary. Yeah. And I wanted to pour through the scene. It was very awkward. I definitely think... it brought nothing to the table and it's I think they hoped it would and that it would be this nice little bow on the whole Mm -hmm. divorce saga but it definitely did not and then we see Schwartz flirting at the pool I really liked the separate days that they did and the idea of that where it was like guys pool day and cabanas and then the girls like had their like yacht uh catamaran type of party Mm -hmm. um but watching Schwartz try to flirt with that girl and where she, and then like at the end, I just like felt like I was like literally that girl where you're like, all right, I have to go find yeah. my friend. <laughs> totally. Okay, but also not not to forget another 
random, extremely funny moment where James Kennedy was making fun of Brock and all his friends oh my gosh. before they left. Like funny. sometimes he'll he'll pull out some funny, he funny moments. Definitely does. And yeah. I think he has had in this entire Sandoval saga, mm-hmm. James has had it's like his resurgence or like see like I was right and like you know what I mean because he fell and he said in the most recent episodes like I feel like I'm being pushed off a cliff and they're bringing Raquel in but now we see kind of that opposite is happening but he I think his commentary while sometimes very controversial it is literally so funny like I could listen to him talk for days couldn't agree more like there are some snippets in there where because he has all this leverage because he was basically right about all this Mm -hmm. he's really funny um Mm -hmm. his girlfriend I don't I don't understand that at all either it's no and the girls seem like they're trying to like her but oh my gosh I mean she walked up she did kind of stand up for herself in a way when she walked away from the table when he was getting into that stupid drama with that drunk guy in the last episode but she just like they are still together we do know that and so she is picking up on all these red flags Mm -hmm. and i think she definitely takes note of them but she like chooses to not really feed into them and make her own judgment which i think could be respectable but um it's yeah what did you think about lala basically warning her on the catamaran about james i actually as much as i thought it was catty I'm kind of loving it because Lala has lived it and this girl's yeah. naive and so dumb. And then there's the whole Raquel piece, but I thought it was pretty ballsy, but I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. I mean, say whatever you want to say about Lala. Cause I think there's a lot of people that don't like her and like her. She definitely has moments where I think she's, you know, maybe in the wrong, but I liked when she did that. I like Lala a lot. I think she brings a certain something to the, to the show. And I think she's always usually pretty forthcoming and she's, is she's typically the one that will be okay saying like, Hey, I wish someone told me I'm telling you. And like, I look stupid. I don't want you to look stupid. So Mm -hmm. here's what you should know. Take that for what it is. So I don't know. I, I liked that moment. And James definitely did not like that moment at all. No, not at all. And I'm never, ever going to forgive Lala for thinking that that bar in Lake Havasu was the right place to go. But Oh, my gosh. I can get Havasu in general. Yes, but what a disaster. Such (laughs) a disaster. They did say that they went there so that this was on, like, a podcast. I think it was Lala's that they wanted to get out of their normal comfort, comfort zone and so they chose to go somewhere that they had never been and try something new. So it just didn't there, work. There was a guy in a bunny costume. It was it. terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, anything else I'm trying to think about? I mean, we see the girls like having dinner next to the pool. Super awkward. But it's definitely, I would say, I would say production probably forced their hand in seating them at that table. I was just going to say that there's so many instances on this Mexico trip where the, I'm thinking like they were pushing Katie. No, don't take the thousand dollars. Go on the trip, go on the trip, go on the trip. You know, so a lot of this, I think, was for the show. And of course, mm-hmm. putting them 10 yards away at dinner and all. Yep. And I thought Sheena 
for as wild as she can get, especially the episode before this one, she handled it all really well and was just trying mm-hmm. to stay above it all where she can normally get wild. So Yeah, I agree. I think if it was the Sheena we saw, Mary. Yes. What's his name? Oh, uh, his, Obviously his last, last name was Shay. Yeah, that's all I know him as. Shay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mary, that one guy. Yeah. Um, sh- that version of Sheena yeah. definitely wouldn't have handled this very well. I yeah. think she's she's treading lightly because she knows how brutal those girls can be and like making fun of her and stuff. But I'm excited to see the wedding. She definitely looked bomb. Her dress, her hair, everything. So yeah, I'm excited to see that pan out. Um, Final thoughts on that show. The kiss was weird and like the kiss was so weird across so the many, table. Yes, there's so bizarre, many bizarre, bizarre, like, cute women and cute girls who think Schwartz is so hot. I just I don't understand. I don't it. get it. So weird. I do have one fun last question for you on the VPR subject. Okay. If you were stranded on an island, oh boy, and you had to pick from the VPR men on the cast currently oh. oh god to have fun with to be your friends and keep you company on this island and you could pick one you could be pick two however many you want which which one would be go would you go to the islands with just the dude stuck there for years yeah just the men do you know who i would pick hmm. rock Okay. Brock has like really come back into my good graces. Yes. Like that whole scene with Lala. I know. And I just like, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about the hair, but you know what? I think he cuts it. He cuts it for the, for the wedding or no, oh, not for the wedding, for the reunion. Oh, he does. Okay. I'm just like really feeling Brock and that's controversial. No, not at all. I like Brock. I think he's definitely had a comeback with, owning up to his yeah. child situation in Australia. Yeah. I always thought he was good looking. I mean, he looks like that one guy, the Jason Momoa. Momoa. Totally. And I just think like he's really even keeled. Mm-hmm. He's a good person to have when you're stranded on it. He would like probably figure out down. You're, go you're getting spare you some fish. Yes. Build me a fire. Yeah, build a fire. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that answer. I didn't it's even rough. think of him in my radar. I don't even know. What were you gonna pick, James Kennedy? Please tell me. Probably would have <laughs> just because like he would make me laugh and I like, know. that I wouldn't I know. go insane. Because yeah. I don't think I could deal with any of the others. Schwartz would be like, What do we do here? What and needing validation? I'd be like, Oh my god, just go jump off that cliff already. Yes. And then Sandoval would just be needing somebody to stroke his ego all the time. Like, yeah, I think. James or Brock are really like are there any others that I'm forgetting I mean Peter oh no <laughs> I would chop off that ponytail before we got to the island I feel like Sandoval would run out of nail polish and just not know what to do with himself <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands <laughs> oh my god okay that's a good question that's that's a good one I like yeah. that answer a lot all right. Well, we've spent 40 minutes, 43 okay. minutes on Vanderpump. Let's okay. come back and talk about, so, do you want to do a quick summer house next? Yeah, not much to talk about, but let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. 
All right, Summer House. So how are you feeling about Summer House? I know we kind of talked about it a little bit in the beginning. It's fallen yeah. down to the wayside. But any thoughts from this last week? We see Danielle and Lindsay go at it at the dinner table is where it starts. Yeah, I think I'm kind of just waiting for all that drama. Like, that was the big hook for the mm-hmm. season. Yeah. And obviously, they seem like total best friends. So it's a little bit shocking. So you're kind of waiting to feel that out. But I feel like what I'm picking up on more and more, first of all, the Carl and Lindsay thing, good for them, fine, whatever. Like, I think it's fine. But the PDA and the weird babe, babe talk over and over is It's too not much. authentic to me. Like, you didn't used yeah. to do that. And so now why are you coming on so hot and heavy? Yeah. That whole piece. But I'm actually... I mean, I love Paige. I think she is still so funny. I'm obsessed with her. She's she my favorite. Like the best part about that show. And she's barely on it. I know. Which she could is- lay in bed and smoke her vape and watch shows. And I'd probably still enjoy it. A thousand percent. I think aside from that though, Danielle and Robert, like mm-hmm. this whole unraveling of their relationship and how I feel like now that we know they're broken up. Yep she is projecting on Lindsay. She's clearly unhappy at home. Then she comes to the Hamptons on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Lindsay's not her normal self. And so you're watching her unravel. And I feel like that's going to be the reason why it falls apart with Lindsay. So on that, I'm liking it. I mean, Robert is, I can't really figure that guy out. I, one of the podcasts I listened to said like, the, the under eye circles and the ghost like floating in and out. Oh of my it's god, just... he does. And it's true. Like he's kind of there and then he's not there and he's like super super pale and always yeah. looks. T- yeah, which was making me laugh very hard. But I think Danielle is trying to force this picture that like I'm the homemaker and even if he's in a hotel, um, I make it our home. Yeah, and it's so forced that all I really care about this season is what's going to happen there. Kyle and Amanda are Kyle and Amanda. Paige is funny. Maya and Gabby, whatever. Sierra is, I find her extremely awkward and like pretending that Corey in this episode, like really wanted her during winter house. That That was very strange. And we see the breaking news that came out just a couple days ago as that Corey and Samantha. Yes. An official item. Yes. Which he and clearly has a type because Jess from last season of Winter House. Oh, that's she came on way thought. strong, way, way strong though. So I don't know how uh, Samantha is going to come off or Sam. She might play a little bit more coy. We'll see. But yeah, yeah, they're an item now. Yeah, I think you said it in your first episode of this dynamic podcast which you can tell I'm a super fan of but I think you said like Sam is gonna be somebody that's a good addition to the show and I was kind of like oh I don't know and then the last couple episodes I'm like okay she's really livening the joint up I could see it yeah you know? she's dancing yeah. she she has like a really interesting professional life I think she works at Cosmopolitan or maybe yeah. another magazine she's definitely like into fashion. She goes out, like she's living the life, like in her twenties. I'm not sure how old she is, but she, I think she's at the stage of where a bunch of the, this cast was at when it first started, like, you know, seven seasons ago or whatever we're at now. So, well, that's the problem. This show mm-hmm. used to be 
back in its prime heyday of 2017. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of hot single people all in a yeah. house together. Now it's a bunch of weird couples together. I know. Who I know. complain and, and, you know, Sam is going to spark some drama. I think so. Yeah. And I wonder how that's going to pan out with her and Sierra. Well, I think Sierra is going to end up writing herself off this show. I mean, she literally hides in her room the whole time. She's so not around. I know. That's why I'm so interested in the Danielle and Lindsay stuff. Because that's going to, that's all they have. No, I know. No, it's such a, a good point. And Sierra, like, she doesn't even play into, like, Chris, the new guy who's, like, flirting with her and making just, like, you know, dumb comments and stuff. Like, she's not, I mean, not that she should play into that, but she doesn't really give anything where there's opportunity. Like, she does, to your point, like, she may end up just kind of writing herself off and slowly drifting away because she doesn't have I mean just her and I know her and Paige are really close and that's about it yeah she should play into the Chris drama she should yeah I would if I was on that show like just like flirt a little bit back like who you don't have a boyfriend or anything like who cares the only thing that I think was keeping her in the headlines the last few weeks is she got that modeling gig with Victoria's Secret I saw that yeah so I think that she's just there for the paycheck. Yeah, I agree. Because she doesn't want to, I think she's not about that nursing life anymore, which, no, it's a hard gig. So I don't blame yeah. her. Um, like Summer House is kind of not giving for me, which is a big I know, I know. Well, the mid-season trailer did come out. And also the next episode, I think we're going to see Kyle's 40th birthday party, I think it is. Like cowboy theme. That'll be fun. I like when they do the parties. Like that's my favorite part. Yeah. Um, but the mid-season trailer come out comes out and we see Carl's gonna propose to Lindsay at the end of summer. Yeah. And then the Danielle and Lindsay falling out continues. So any any thoughts on how you felt about the mid-season trailer? I mean, here's the reality is like shame on me, but I follow all of them on Instagram, so I knew all yeah. of them. <laughs> I know, right? Like, There's no guess, surprises. There's nothing. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's definitely not giving anything that like Vanderpump is at this and moment. Please don't get me wrong. I will be watching every single second. 100%. Same. So. <laughs> if they would have to really just like get rid of all my favorite people, like Paige. And well, they got rid of Hannah. I liked Hannah a lot. I still, she's one of the main people I still follow and listen to the Giggly Squad podcast. So. Yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, they would really, I mean, they got rid of Luke. I loved Luke. Like I thought he was really entertaining and I loved just watching him flirt with the girls and stuff. So I don't I know. They, they moved on personally. And so it just made sense for them. Yeah, I get that. But I, I could not be more crystal clear with you that like, I am a garbage person who lives for garbage TV. I so I, I will watch, I think if we're going to talk about it next, I don't know, but Jersey is the only one that I could really offload my content plate. Right I get now. it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that one next, but I have one more silly question for you with the summer house people in mind. Okay, go. Since there's only three men on the actual cast, it's the perfect setup for Mary Shadkill, Tess, Chris, the new guy, Kyle or Carl. Need to center my thoughts. Um, <laughs> okay. I think Chris Shag. Okay. He's got a nice bob. Really does. 
and I don't know him. So how could I say I'm going to marry him? I don't know totally. him. He talks like I get three it. an episode. I got it. Uh, I, think hey, I, I think I know where you're going to go with this. So I'm, I'm you do? Okay. <sighs> Listen, I, I, you're going to not like this. Uh-oh. Maybe I don't know. I think I would marry Carl. No way. Yes, I do. I really think I, I would. He's tall. And I think that's as far tall. as my justification goes. <laughs> He is very handsome, but he is very, very tall. Kyle's he a is. short, short, short man. And he is. Yeah. I, okay. That's not where I thought you were going to go. I thought you for sure were going to off Carl. But you you put okay. me on the spot and I went really superficial. That's so. okay. That's all I can ask. I'm <laughs> great. I, you know, I think that was still, that was a great answer. I appreciate it. You and it, Poor Chris, that, that guy, you know, he tries. tries. <laughs> I think he just is out of like practice. He yeah. like, clearly he's been working on his photography or whatever he does full time. Yeah. He needs to, he needs to practice. And these girls are the perfect ones to practice on. So, and we thank him for his service as a we patriot. thank him for his service. That's right. 100%. That's right. I laughed when he was like, no bro, it was the Marines. Get with it. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. Um, okay, let's talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey next. All right, New Jersey. I know this is the one we both feel like we could probably do without during mm-hmm. this period of our lives. But I wonder... I mean, I think it was the last episode we heard all about the actual root of that drama that happened with Teresa, Louis, Joe, and like Melissa, that pizza stuff. Did you have any takes on that? That was ridiculous. It's like, they're talking so seriously. And then they keep saying things like pizza oven and it's making me laugh so hard. Like oven, like Sonia Morgan. Yes. Like I can't take it seriously when they're like, you know, we went into this business for like, you know, 5% of the pizza oven. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, so I'm trying to understand, but I also firmly believe, especially because they're not married yet. What were they doing even going into business together in the first place? Like they hated each other already. My thoughts exactly. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. No. I just think they were going to use it as like an olive branch of sorts to try to yeah, build this relationship. But how are you going to build a relationship literally on quicksand? Like they're, the relationship is non-existent. Like that's not going to, that's not going to happen at all or work no. out well. No. And I think the new girl is at Danielle, the blonde. Yes. I think that she's trying to create her storyline I'm obviously now super intrigued as to what happened with her brother she's not any of that up and so I feel like when she comes on the screen I do peak my interest is peaked but other than that it's the same this is the third season in a row where Melissa and Teresa hate each other and all of the other girls pick one side I know so it's like yeah, I think it's funny. I think Jennifer Fessler's kind of funny. I think yeah. Gail's kind of funny. And but it's uh, the same old, same old. Yeah. Um, no, I completely agree. I think Danielle has added an extra flavor that like Jackie could not. Jackie was oh, like good point. Jackie had has money. She had like a, a good family life and she yeah. had a story with her eating 
disorder and everything. And I think there was stuff there, but I don't know that necessarily she was as interesting to watch while she was doing it all. But Danielle, I think, gives that extra oomph of what we need in like an entertaining person. I totally agree. That's exactly what it is. She was, Jackie is boring. Jackie is boring. And, and she, Jackie, I don't know if she knows, I don't know if she realizes she's not a full-time cast member if they haven't broken to her yet. Cause she's attending all these things as if she's like partaking. She is. And she's sizing up all the new girls and giving them side eyes. Kind of like, you're right. She, Danielle is everything she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And by withholding information, this crazy family secret that you're creating interest. Like people want to know what the hell is going on with you and your family. And so that part, I like, I I don't love the nose jobs on this season. Oh my gosh, Rachel, I was going to ask you your thoughts on her. It's, I felt really bad for her though. When Jen, Jennifer Aiden was like, how do you feel about your bad nose job? (laughs) I'm sorry. Laugh. I thought that was so this is the stuff I live for, Candace. These shows have to make me laugh or I can't like that no, I, is I what keeps me going. And so I do really respect her though, this whole episode about um or the storyline about her adopting her. Um, yes, I did kid. like that. I did I like really that. liked that. Yeah. And although I could have done without her asking for another baby I thought was having PTSD of when Melissa and Joe Gorga were talking about having another baby and it's like I do think Rachel and her family they're younger yeah but like a younger family and it could it could could possibly happen for them but it was just like that's not a real storyline yeah she was born in the 90s which was a real bummer to hear isn't that wild to think about (laughs) yeah that was a that was a um real crazy moment but I I (laughs) like I like her I like Danielle I've always loved Marge just because she'll stir the pot no matter what everybody else I'm kind of like whatever and I think this is why I'm kind of ready to let this show go Teresa's the most infuriating person on the planet the most infuriating I, I can't stand it like it's not funny anymore it's not cute it's and you know what I go always go back to and I think about all the time you're gonna think I'm Ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's a Taurus like us, and I cannot believe it. Oh my God. We're both Tauruses. Yes. And I we feel are. like I do bond with most Tauruses. A hundred percent. And I couldn't want her off the Taurus roster faster. Like she's she is a Taurus. And then guess who else is? Jackie. Alexia from Miami. Oh the no. two most unapologetic people on the planet ruining no sticking it to us of like what yeah. stubborn means and yeah. it's it I just Candace me sad this is really bringing me down um, I'm so sorry I had to bring it to your attention because I do think it was worth mentioning this is really wow it's upsetting okay it's upsetting this is a dark turn to this episode here's the here's the point <laughs> we we are not Teresa no, we're not. We know how to own up to our faults. We know how to say sorry when we're sorry. She never will. And people, wrong. Yes. <laughs> and like when that people <laughs> when, when people think that, oh, this season, you know, Teresa's gonna change, or this is the yeah, season. No way. Gonna, no. No. No way. When she came out of prison and she was like supposed to be this yogi namaste. Peaceful, <laughs> la, namaste Teresa Namaste, like yes. that lasted for a hot minute. 
Wow. Okay. This yeah. Is, I'm yeah. Have to I'm process. so sorry. I had to tell you about that. I was literally, I've been, I've been thinking about it for a while. Like it hurts my soul. No, it's okay. You're just doing your job as a. I know. A I know. I'm just doing the hard hitting journalism over here. And again, we thank you for your service. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> I want to get your take really quick on just Paul and Dolores mm. and Paul's house. Oh, because that house that'll turn that I think will turn us in the right direction over oh that tourist. That house yes. with the black accents and the modern feel was like not cold. It was warm. It was a really nice change from the all marble and Italian accents that we see in the other houses. I was kind of, I was happy for Dolores in seeing her living arrangements. You're right. You've turned my frown upside down because I love an Irish accent. And doesn't have an accent because I can barely hear it. Yes. Or maybe he just a, doesn't talk a lot. Correct. Because Dolores is always Making like, a few words. Yes. Yeah. Again, love that. Um, I'm obsessed that he's obsessed with her. Yes. I love his accent. And I just love the scenes where it's just Dolores micromanaging him. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you can only have one cup of coffee. And oh, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't go to that. So that part to me, I think it fills... Dolores's bucket of like she yeah. having somebody to boss around and mm -hmm. Frank Frank is no longer that person mm -hmm. I I can't believe I completely forgot about them I was so caught up with the tourist thing my gosh I know I know I'm so sorry yeah it was I was very happy and I was mm -hmm. I thought I think it was last week that I was talking a little bit about how truly like the women have been wanting this for her and why can't they yes. let her have it it's wild. Okay. Yep. They won't let it go because oh, the Frank stuff. The Frank stuff. They, I think yeah. they feel connected to him for sure. And they're happy. Yeah. They feel empathetic towards him, but he'll get over it. It's not like they're, he's out of the family and he's ousted, but he needs his attention and from his Dolores time. I don't know. It's, it's her time. She yeah. finally found a really good guy. That other doctor guy from the last couple seasons. Ugh, that guy. Oh my gosh. And I think that there was a psychic, if you remember a couple seasons back that said that the doctor was not for her and that she would find the love of her life after the doctor. Was that read in another cup of coffee grounds or was that I don't know if it was coffee grounds or <laughs> that coffee grounds psychic was too yeah. much for me. I cannot. I know, but somebody said it just want to make this point too somebody said it might have been marge mm -hmm. and they said something like you know frank needs to remember that he has a girlfriend who is yeah. head over heels for him and that's not a problem for dolores but it's a problem for him that dolores has somebody who's head over heels for her it's such a double standard with him like he misses being so doted on and taken care of Mm -hmm. And it's freaking him out. And he'll get over it because I genuinely think he and that other girl, Brittany, are good for each other, too. Despite yeah. the gap. Like, I kind of like them. So it's just going to take... I think we're seeing in the early stages where he's, like, freaking out that Dolores yeah. isn't paying attention to him. Totally. Yeah. I think he'll get over it with time yeah. and realizing that, like, you're not losing mm -hmm. Dolores. Like, you're just losing a part of, like, her needing you as the man around the house, which maybe that filled, like, I don't know if his girlfriend, like, doesn't necessarily fulfill that for him, but maybe. she, you know, she's, she's doing all right without him. And that hurts him. Like, I don't know. She's the mother of his kids. Him. They're never going to yeah. not be in touch. Exactly. They'll never yeah. not be together. Yeah. Yeah. The, the last thing I wanted to take note of, because I think this, yeah, was kind of a little bit of a blah episode, but 
um, was we find out that Teresa has a vision of Jennifer Aiden and Dolores walking down the aisle as bridesmaids and Melissa's reaction after that. (laughs) I completely forgot. That was something to behold. Like Teresa just, what did she, I think she was meditating is what they said. Yes. She came out and she saw it clear as day. No, and that, okay, that's what I meant to text you because I obviously text you whenever I have like a very compulsive thought about the housewives to mind. But it was because Dina, remember Dina? Yes, and I looked it up right before this, just a side note, is there is insiders from like them that they are 100% fine, they are friends. Dina Uh, just chose not to come to New Jersey because she didn't want to be filmed. So that is what was, that was uh, reported, I believe, by page six, five days ago. Okay, then my theory is wrong because my theory was things were falling apart between her and Dina. And so she wanted to oust Dina from the bridesmaid party. So then she had this vision. It's of, po- I thought that. I for sure. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. I think that still could be accurate that maybe okay. I would imagine, like, I think about it if I'm like the bride and like my best friend, and I'm filming a show and my best friend yeah. is like obviously got beef with some of the people there has a very private life now and doesn't want to be on camera and it's like I'm so sorry I can't be part of your big day I would probably be like put your issues aside and yeah. be there for me like that is my ask because I would do that for you in whatever circumstances that meant and so I would I would assume that they probably did maybe have some beef with each other after that and then maybe they figured it out because I don't see Teresa being very forgiving about a friend, her best friend turning her down. So, but then now they're, now they're friends. So I don't know. I don't know. Right. And at the end of the day, we're dealing with Teresa. Exactly. So like a dog with a bone. Yes, exactly. So that's really interesting. Okay. I didn't know that they were like a hundred percent fine now. That's that's what they, they report. Well, listen, page six is my source of truth. So if page six and Daily Mail say it's true, Candace, it's, it's true. Like, exactly. It might just be the word of God. No, I'm just kidding. Coming up Easter <laughs> Sunday, it's it's the word. So it is now written in stone. It's yes. there for Okay. Uh, well, next week they're go or this week coming up on Wednesday or Tuesday is episodes. They're going to Ireland. Um, for a trip to Dublin and I died when I saw the preview because one of my good friends she was in Dublin um, like seven or eight months back and she saw them filming in the streets (gasps) and I did not know which series she was talking about and she doesn't watch reality tv so I was like who can it be and then finally when I realized like what what it was it's New Jersey um, it all clicked. So yeah, they, she said that they were filming them multiple times going down the cobblestone streets. Like they were like, all right, from the top, like take it again and maybe yeah. walk again. So I don't know, just some inside scoop that I heard. Does your friend realize what she witnessed? I'm very jealous and she could not care <laughs> this less. History. Okay. Well, maybe this podcast isn't for her, but hopefully no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I think we just have Ultimate Girls Trip. Oh my Thailand god. Left. All right, let's talk about it next. All 
All right, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. I know this is one of our faves, so I'm excited to just tie this episode up with like a little bow yeah. with this one. Um, how are you feeling just about the women? I know we feel really good about this cast. I think Leah, Leah's a little controversial, but how are you feeling about them? Okay, so I have like no notes, but I wrote some notes down before. We're on yeah. camera, so Candace can see this. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Leah, ugh. That's Ugh, I rewatched part of episode three because it was one and two were good. They were just like getting to know each other. Episode three yeah. was so good. Yeah. Leah sucks. And I'm loving that people are starting to realize that she'll stir the pot and then off camera or when they're not focused on her, she'll say, Oh, never mind. Like, I don't want the heat on me anymore. I think it was Portia that figured that out who I'm loving on the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch a ton of Atlanta when she was on because you know she's I know I wish you did I got I for those listening I got test to start watching Atlanta I think probably after the pandemic is when yeah. I've been to the whole thing and I was like you have to watch yes Portia was one of my favorites yeah and I only picked up whenever she wasn't on that, it yeah. but okay I'm glad she's here now because you can see all of her amazing commentary she's so funny again one of the most comedic geniuses of our time like these women are so hilarious her and phaedra parks to me phaedra parks from if you watch the last uh, oh yeah the berserkshires both ultimate girls trip hilarious was, an older atlanta housewives cast member they will go down in my history books of just the best funniest and quick-witted women okay i haven't given up on on watching that from the top so it's still it's like on my it's yeah do it when you have time and yeah just need to giggle and unwind and it's so good but there's a lot of episodes yeah there's like forty thousand seasons a million. leah is just there's a reason why she's not on or she wasn't on new york there at the end yeah you may not be i don't know there's like new york drama i know and could her- they have added her to the new women because they're all her age and stuff but they clearly didn't it sounds like Okay, is that, yeah, I don't think that's that still she, happening. There's, I don't think there's going to be rumorings were that the OG or like, what were they calling it? Real Housewives, like original that was going to be on uh, Peacock with like, well, not Ramona any longer, but like Sonia and the yeah. Countess and everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like Leah was like, I would rather be on with them because I know them. I filmed with them before. And then these new, Mm. Uh, New York gals that that is still gonna premiere um and it's still definitely going on I think it is gonna be on Bravo and not Peacock but they clearly like I mean they're not gonna let the the cast member choose so Leah but they didn't tap her on the shoulder clearly and now we know why I I genuinely think that she has some stuff that she needs to work through and I don't necessarily want to see that play out in Thailand, like this beautiful mm-hmm. country where everybody's trying to have fun and obviously yeah. do what I'm here to watch, right? They're trying to get to the bottom of the black eye. Dude, literally me too. And Leah is like always around complaining about her period. Like, I, why I hear about that? There is no person or situation that could make you start your period. Like, that was so weird to me. No, she just wanted to get on camera. She's really bumming me out. I also think Giselle. Mm-hmm. I love her on Potomac this last season with the whole Chris thing. Was, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I, she. You can feel uncomfortable about it, but 
take that up with him or have it be like a very adult conversation. There's a way to go about it. She, I think, blew it way out of proportion and purposely tried to damage his reputation, which I don't think was, it wasn't needed. Like it wasn't valid. And I think the way that that manifests with this season is she does this thing. Like she did it with the reasonably shady game. She drops a bomb and then she walks away and she never gets pressured or pressed. Always. So that kind of bugs me too. No, she drives me nuts. I know. I know. And then like Candace, I don't know. I I think it's just these first couple episodes were working themselves out. And I've only, I think there's only five and I think I've watched up through halfway of four. But anyway. Nice. They're really good. It's just the Leah thing really brings me down. Like yeah. every time she comes on screen, I'm like, Oh God. Like she's, she's a big bummer. She played a victim hardcore this last episode. Like yeah. it just, no, I agree. But can we talk a little for a second about Candace's giant hat <laughs> and how Portia said, Did you hear Portia? she looks like a thumb in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> Portia's one liners. Like, I'm Oh, so and then dead. Leah started her period or whatever. And Leah comes up and complains, you all gave me my period, Who? blah, blah, blah. And Portia goes, I didn't touch that. That's one thing I didn't do. <laughs> and then Marisol's like, who still gets their period? Isn't that like the 1990s? Yes, or like, it's not even so... earlier than that. I'm like, girl, didn't you know they can make medicine to skip that? Like, what are you doing? She's, the whole thing was so wild, but Portia is keeping this show together. She orders she is. KFC twice in Thailand. She is keeping this storyline alive because Whitney and Heather are trying to keep this argument alive. Literally. I was just going to ask you, what are your thoughts on the Heather and Whitney bad weather of it all? So Jen Shaw punched Heather. Like period, end of story. I've always thought that. Heather's psychotic fandom of these women. She's obsessed with Jen Shaw. And she's fangirling off to the side, watching them fight. Better phrase, fangirl. She is a fangirl of Portia. Yep. And I think Giselle and Candace. Mm -hmm. And she even says things in her testimonials that are so creepy. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here watching. Like, even if I'm not a part of it, like, I'm just happy to be here. It's like, yeah. What are you talking about? That. And also I didn't have the exact quote, but when she said that, she would help a friend even if it means like to their own detriment like if they were an alcoholic or if they had a problem like she's never going to hold them accountable because she can't even get a hold of her own shit and keep Mm -hmm. like help her own self and so candace was like what is that like and the other girls were like why i don't think i'm ever going to call you i mean leah did i think said something too where she's like i'm not going to call you if i'm going to need some self-help or support like you're not the friend i'm going to call Cause she'll just do it blindly, which we obviously saw with Jen Shaw, but it's, she, she's definitely took a turn. She was one of my favorite, like first season housewives of all time. Like I will never forget the days of the first like season of um, Salt Lake city. And she's like on the phone with one of the girls. And I think they're coming to an event and she's like, I'm on the corner. I'm the lady with the thick ankles. I'm in the dress and thick ankles. <laughs> yes. She's self-deprecating. She's really funny. Yes. She's smart. I never had a problem one way or another. I never thought she was great. I never hated her until Thailand. I genuinely think 
that she is using this I don't really know what happened to me with my black eye as a storyline to where she's almost making fun of herself and it's yeah. weird. it's like I don't know I'm so I was so drunk I don't know what happened like that makes you look really bad that story of hitting the countertop what was that I know I know I it just any I don't get it yeah and I don't like love Whitney I I like Salt Lake I I really really liked Salt Lake but I'm this is just okay this is a perfect example of how Potomac and Atlanta are the funniest women on TV. That's it. Yeah. Like this show is highlighting that. Yeah. Because Marisol and Alexia are being weird and like talking in Spanish and drinking yeah. at 9 a.m. and then getting stomach ulcers. <laughs> yes. Like Whitney and Heather are fighting over being cousins and lying. Yeah. And, and then Potomac and Atlanta are carrying the show on their backs. I know. They really are. It's such a great point. I was thinking about this I, when I was watching the, the last episode, the third one, that when I'm watching Whitney and Heather, you know what I'm missing when I'm like having to deal with like their cousin shit is Elisa Barlow, like making like yes. some weird comment, like somebody that is like connected to them in a way. And she's like, Oh, baby gorgeous. So like saying something or like drinking something. her diet Coke in the background, like totally. they just get so heated and crazy yes. that like, there isn't anyone there light that knows them that can just be like, so anyways, totally. They can't pan to Meredith making her white bean salad. Like exactly. Yes, I know. It's such a good point. Like it's just dark, like it's leaving dark. the Mormon church, having childhood trauma. Like I don't Which, watch this on my screen in the in Thailand. By the way, I heard from folks that had read Heather's book that she actually didn't go into as much depth as you would have thought in that book that she wrote. And there was a lot left unsaid, like mm. that when she says that she's in heat, like in like a bunch of heat with the Mormon church around what she talks about. I don't think she really goes into as much as like we originally hope, like she's in hot water with them for what she talks about publicly. And some of the things that she put in her book, I don't know all the specifics, but that is what I've heard is that mm. really like it wasn't as juicy as you would have thought it be. Well, that's Whitney's whole stance. Whitney's whole thing is she actually didn't leave the Mormon church. She's still on the roll. So she's still paying a tithing. Exactly. And she's playing all this up that I'm a bad Mormon to keep herself on real housewives, which right. I actually, because Heather, remember how she was like, she wouldn't say anything in person to the girls on the show. And then she'd get in the van and spill. Yeah. Her yeah. She's two faced. Yeah. So I could see her writing a book and then not actually leaving the Mormon church. So yeah, that's interesting to read it just to get more, more understanding of that. But it's, I think Whitney makes a great point in that sense. Like she's Whitney went all in balls mm -hmm. to the wall, like took it to the next stage of like releasing herself from their whole like grip. Yeah. But Heather is still definitely in it in some way. I think she still has one foot in there. And I think a lot of it has to do with her family. I think they, and, and that's fine. That's yeah. fine. But like, don't go and write a book about it I agree. Or, or at least market the book as being a, a, struggling a testimonial stuff. of how yeah. you're struggling to step away from. It's a great point. Yeah. But in Whitney's, honestly, as much as I make fun of her, she's not as 
dumb as she's made out to be on the show. Like she brings up some really good stuff where you're like, oh, good point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I still wish I knew what she went through between nine and 17. I'm not going to lie. I know. And you know what? You probably don't want to know. I probably don't, but... Right. The true crime and weird part of my brain that just needs to know what someone went through to understand their full story is itching to know, but. A hundred percent. We, another day. We need to lay off the the true crime podcast. I I get it. I get it. I I'm deep in one right now with true crime obsessed. So we can take that offline later, but. Oh my God. Our next episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so happy that we did this. And so fun. yes, it really was. And this time flew by like literally we're almost yeah. out of an hour and a half. Okay. Okay. But it's been so fun. So fun. Any final thoughts? No, I'm just loving. I'm, I'm really, uh, listen, I just spent an hour and 20 minutes complaining, but I'm loving all of it. I will not miss no. a moment. Not a moment. I've never watched so much Watch What Happens Live. I know, right? Isn't it's it getting really good? Gotten really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful to have somebody to bounce all this off of. So I miss being in the office with you and being able to be like, oh my God, did you watch? So this has been perfect. And I'm so glad you came on and we'll definitely have to do this again soon. Sounds good. Um, But thank you, Tess. And thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Candice signing off with Tess. And don't forget to follow at Reality Nightcap Instagram. Love you guys. Bye.